Let's check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk. I feel like everybody is talking about this because I it kind of made me do a double take as soon as I heard the news yesterday as well. And this is what happened to Cabinet Minister Katrina Conroy. Yeah, so pushed to the ground, uh, walking home from the legislature Tuesday evening. Uh, we don't know much more than that. Minor injuries. She's recovering. Apparently a good Samaritan came to her aid. Victoria Police has op- have opened a file on it. They don't really know what happened or why or who did it or anything like that or even a motivation. Uh, they're asking for anybody who witnessed the thing to come forward. Uh, we've obviously had statements of sympathy from Premier John Horgan, opposition leader Shirley Bond, and so forth. But it's it's really disturbing because of uh, the nature of um, the way Victoria functions as a capital. So most politicians, including cabinet ministers, don't live permanently in the capital. It's their second home. A lot of them either have maybe an apartment or shared premises that they share with somebody else, or they just take a hotel room near the legislature and they walk back and forth. And this is the way it's functioned here for a long, long time. It's generally been regarded as a safe neighborhood. I mean, cabinet ministers work long hours, their staff works long hours, and they walk home in the evening. This is really disturbing news. I think uh, it will give pause to all members of cabinet, um, women obviously, but uh, even the men in cabinet about, is it safe to go on walking home from, from the ledge? Yeah, what are the safety issues there, Vaughn? Like, tell me about that area. You said so, normally it's quite safe. People walk I, home all the time. So it's been deteriorating for a while. Now, you know, I walk to and from work um, and have for years uh, walked through Beacon Hill Park. But um, even before the pandemic, uh, starting, uh, my wife Dale and I would walk. She'd walk home alone. She'd avoid the park going back because uh, the homeless issues spill over from that. Uh, You began to wonder if the neighborhood was as safe as you'd regarded it for a long time. Now, since the pandemic started, uh, there's a couple of other things happened. Lately, we've had a lot of complaints from businesses uh, in downtown Victoria about increasingly sketchy atmosphere in downtown Victoria, vandalism, Uh, Some shoppers being harassed and shouted at, more street people in the downtown area. So it's been cumulative. It's been going on for a while. Obviously, this one is going to focus that concern. I've noticed already in the Victoria media this morning, uh, taking note that at a, a an event at the legislature in late September, a protester threw some sort of liquid on Victoria Police Chief Del right. Manac. Um, there have been other reports of attacks. So, you know, it, it may be that this is just another random attack and it's not a case of targeting the forest minister because she's forest minister. I mean, that wouldn't make it any nicer for her, but it might tell us that this is more a problem of needing some neighborhood policing around the legislature than 
necessarily targeting right. cabinet ministers. Has this become an issue in the municipal elections that are yes, coming up? Yes, it has. It's yeah. been an issue in Victoria for a while. So uh, the left-wing faction on Victoria City Council, as left-of-center politicians all over the place in Canada and the United States, had their little fling with uh, defund the police movement, give the money to somewhere else. It didn't last very long. It did. We did go through a, a, an iteration of it, but because of this rising crime problem and concern about crime in and around what is, after all, a tourist city, which is a tourist city partly because it's regarded as a safe city, uh, we saw this year that the Victoria City Police asked for a budget increase and the City Council voted for it. So, uh, you know, the police are still saying they're understaffed. They've had to seek help from neighboring uh, municipalities, but I'd say the corner has been turned there. Probably this will be this whole issue of safety in the center of the city will be an issue in the civic election next year. The mayor of Victoria, Lisa Helps, is says she's not running again. And Stephen Andrew, a former broadcaster who captured a seat on city council in a by-election a year ago, and he captured that seat from the left, has already announced, uh, Stephen Andrew has, that he is going to run for mayor next year, and that as far as he is concerned, public safety will be one of the big issues of the campaign. Okay, so that's coming up. Now let's talk a little bit about some provincial politics here as well, because it sure sounds like the BC Liberals scored an own goal. Good Lord, what were they thinking? (laughs) So the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, which is refreshingly nonpartisan when blowing the whistle on waste by political parties, um, reported yesterday, uh, after a careful reading of financial disclosure statements, that the B.C. Liberal Party took more money than any provincial political party in Canada in the federal emergency wage subsidy. They took $329,000 in in money that was (laughs) intended to... You know, I mean, first of all, as the Taxpayers Federation points this out, the B.C. Liberals already get millions of dollars in taxpayer subsidies from provincial taxpayers, and they voted this fall. They joined the Liberals and the Green, uh, sorry, the New Democrats and the Greens in extending that subsidy indefinitely. Right, but that subsidy wasn't going to change. Like they were, no. they were going to lose money. They weren't, they weren't like hard no, done no, by no, here. Exactly. Like, why do they also need to wallow up to the federal trough to take this money? Uh, look, um, I guess uh, you just go the next time you hear a BC Liberal grumbling about the waste of tax dollars, you start and say, yeah, well, you're a hell of a good example of how we can waste tax dollars. Look at all the money you've been taking at the trough. That is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I guess they just did it because they thought they could get away with it and nobody noticed, you know. I mean, you know, pandemic times, um, you sort of have to keep your eye on them all the time because uh, everyone is, of course, distracted by bigger issues and more important issues. But on this one... Liberals, give the damn money back. You don't need it. You're already getting a huge subsidy from provincial taxpayers. Exactly. So no jobs were lost already. You're already being subsidized. So, Well, whoever decided to take this 
there's a good argument, Simi, that somebody's job should be lost, but (laughs) that's a different issue. That is. Well, we'll have to follow up on that one. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. Boy, that's an interesting one there, too.